Welcome to the Amherst Podcast. Join us as we go beyond underwriting to discover more about our people, culture, and history. Hello and welcome back to the Amherst Podcast. Today's episode will be the 11th installment of our Rely series. With this segment being based on integrity, I don't know of any two people at this company that have stronger morals than these two sitting right in front of me today. (laughs) On my left, I have Lisa DeBusman, who is our co-chair of the DEI Council, and Liz Hayes from our Corporate Citizenship Council. Lisa, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, I am formerly Lisa Norwood. I just got married this year, but I've been with Amherst for 13 years. I currently am in the program manager for InsurRisk, but I've held some other jobs while here in marketing and in underwriting and on the corporate team. But developing and growing our InsurRisk product is where I'm at now. I co-chair the DEI Council along with Marcus Kelly. And what about you, Liz? I'm Liz Hayes, and I've always been Liz Hayes since I've been here. Um, (laughs) I've been with Amherst just one month short of 15 years. Wow. And always been with American Coastal on the underwriting side. And we started the Corporate Citizenship Council and that program just a few years ago. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for both being here. My name is Christian Medina. And this first question goes to Lisa. What does DEI mean to you? Well, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm. I'll start with what it doesn't mean. It doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is equal. I'll unpack that in a moment because that might come across a certain way. And it's definitely not easy. I don't see DEI efforts as a path to utopia where everyone is magically and easily getting along. So let me kind of unpack what I think that it means. DEI means holding space and embracing people of all ages, races, Mm. sexual orientations, religious backgrounds, etc. DEI is born out of curiosity and an openness to other people and getting to know them. Our backgrounds are also very different. And it takes asking questions in order to build that platform for an inclusive and diverse and equitable culture. So equitable to me is the goal that we're reaching for. And mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean equal. We all kind of have different starting points in life, which brings us to a different place where we are currently. So some people may need more support, more structure, more encouragement than others. Definitely. So for me, that equity doesn't always mean equal. It just means adjusting how you act and how you respond individually to the person that's in front of you. And the result of that is really a more fair environment. DEI also very essentially means stepping out of your comfort zone. So sometimes that means you're standing up for people who are disadvantaged. Sometimes that means having an uncomfortable conversation with a colleague about things that they may be saying or doing that are offensive to you. So it's a journey. DEI is always going to be a work in process. It'll never be a final destination. Yep. It's crazy how much goes on within the company regarding, you know, DEI. That's that's honestly unknown. It kind of has to be put out there for people because sometimes people don't think about like we learn about microaggressions. We don't know, you know? And so I think it's really good that corporate is really enforcing that in this company because it it helps out around everywhere with everybody. So, yeah. You know, I say sometimes you don't know what you don't know, Mm -hmm. but when you know better, do better. There you go. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody 
who really doesn't understand the importance of the DEI Council. You know, in our remote environment, it's so much harder to have all of these inclusive conversations and build a cohesive culture when we're just physically not in the same yeah. place. But it is still important. And I would put it from an angle of looking at my own life. And what I mean by that is I've had moments in my life where I didn't fit in, where I wasn't understood, maybe where my thoughts, ideas, opinions, feelings were minimized or completely shut down. And so if that's happened to me, I'm pretty sure it's happened to every single person I've ever met yeah. because we're really all cut from the same cloth. We may look different. We may have different backgrounds, but we certainly have the same feelings inside. And so it is important to me that if we all are the same in that, we want to be seen, we want to be valued, we want to be heard, we want to be recognized. If those things are true, and I believe that they are for all of us, then this mission is extremely important that we all stay curious and ask questions of one another. Mm -hmm. And this sounds kind of old and cliche, but it is certainly true. And that's the golden rule. You treat others how you would like to be treated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's something I've always lived by. You said earlier, we're not all in the same environment. You know, things have been really different since COVID happened. How has the DE and I council kind of shifted to a virtual workspace? Like how is it got the message out and how has it preached the principles that you guys preach? We've done a couple of things. One is uh, form a connector program. Yeah. That has been more specifically for new hires that came on board in 2020 until now. So we've done individual outreach to them by phone calls, by emails, by WebEx, just to check on them, introduce ourselves, see how they're doing. As a council, we've been putting out newsletters, virtual communications that educate and inform and offer opinions and yeah. events that people can attend. And we have a space on the Rely site where we post information as well. It's been really successful too with those connector groups. I've had a couple people that I've reached out to in those connector groups that honestly provided such great feedback saying like, like, wow, thank you for checking up on me. You know, I'm only a month, two months in. So that was really nice, you know, just giving them a call or asking if they're comfortable with like a video call, just so you can kind of put the face to the name and the voice. And I think it's a good initiative for people who are new hires and coming on board to kind of get that sense of DE and I here at the company prior to really being involved in it, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think that the little things build the foundation. So mm. while some people might think, well, call or don't call, does it really matter? I think it really does. I think that individual connections are the glue for the company. And in this virtual environment, it is the only way for us to do that is to be very intentional, almost like mark that date and time on the calendar to make sure that that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of been spread out on one of the teammates that started after February 2020. So being in the connector group, getting to meet people outside of my team, different people across the company is it's a really good thing to do. But Christian, you're actually on the DEI council. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about your experience? Yeah, it's been fun and very engaging. I've learned a lot because, you know me, I'm a people person, but there's honestly so much more to that than just being a people person. Actually connecting with somebody and talking with them, getting to know them, like like you said, Lisa, being intentional with your efforts, it's a whole new playing field when it comes to being engaged with your coworkers. Because like you guys, you know, I know you guys outside of work as well. We're all buddies. We go off, whatever. But trying to get connected with people who you don't have that 
personal basis with is tough. It's a good challenge. And I think at the end of the day, it brings everybody together here in this company to really show and kind of like be a testament to how this company's ran. Yeah, you know what's really hard? I mean, the connector program does fill a small need, but the gap that's still there, and I hope as COVID becomes more and more rearview mirror that we can correct this, mm. and that is that virtual conversations, whether they're WebEx or phone calls, I think nothing really replaces human interaction where you're face-to-face. I mean, what is it? 85% of our communication is nonverbal. Yeah. And so when you're in somebody's presence, you can kind of read them better. They're facial expressions, what they're doing with their hands, how far apart people stand from one another, how close they stand together, general comments that they make or jokes that they make have a different context when you're in person versus virtual. And so cultural differences become much bigger when you are not really physically near one another. So misinterpretations can happen so much easier. So as we're kind of rolling past COVID and people are coming into the office more and we're having face-to-face meetings and conferences and that sort of thing, I hope that we can build stronger connections. Definitely. As we go forward. Definitely. Why were you guys in Dallas? Yeah, it was literally. an inclusion <laughs> yeah. forum. Oh, okay. It was DEI, but it wasn't solely that. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was more inclusion and in insurance. Yeah. So, Do you guys want to talk about that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Conferences are yeah. one of the ways that we've been engaging in the last two years. I was so. going to mention that too, but actually being engaged with those cultural differences. So me, Liz Hayes and Connor Fleury, we went to Dallas in June to an IICF conference in Dallas, Texas. Like Liz Hayes said, it, it wasn't solely DEI. It was just inclusion and insurance amongst all these lines of insurance that we deal with and going there and talking and Of course, it was insurance related, but it was also related to social crises nowadays, things going on in and outside of work. It was honestly good to connect and talk to people that have different viewpoints from you. Of course, not everybody agrees with everyone on everything that they're going to say, but it's good to get there and have that openness to receiving what they have to say, trying to understand where they're coming from. It was really good, honestly. It was was a good time networking and just getting with people and just being inclusive with everybody. So yeah. do you have anything so, to say on it, Liz? So Liz, were you there for corporate citizenship council business? No. No? No. I okay. was there just as, as the inclusion. Just yeah. as the inclusion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to learn more. Yeah. How did you get involved with the corporate citizenship council? Back in 2019, there was an email sent out to mostly managers and executive managers as from Laura and is like, who wants to be involved? Mm. And there was a, a group of maybe 12 people that were like, yeah, sign me up. I'll help. So that's kind of where it started and has dwindled down to the council that we have now, which started to be six people and is now 11. But when we kind of started that, then we had a little spark session of maybe 50 employees and kind of just to get brainstorming between all of our staff. And it was just 50 various employees that people had chosen. So after that, then I was just like, this is something that I have to be involved with. Mm -hmm. And I went to Laura and I was like, this is where I need to be. And, you know, we're all called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And this is how I can do that. Yeah. So sign me up, whatever it takes. And she did. (laughs) And shortly after that, I relinquished my team and stopped being a team manager and 
still underwriting, but took on this endeavor on a full-time basis, which has been fun and challenging all at the same time. You've done so well, honestly, in this past couple of years with all the volunteering efforts and the, the things that you're doing, helping out around the community and being the face of that. It's been a great show and yeah. it's really proven it. So And juggling both both roles at the same time, I kind of saw that firsthand because I am your UA. So <laughs> how can people like me, how can I help support the Corporate Citizenship Council, whether through donating my time, donating money, donating my talents? Like what can I do and what kind of opportunities are coming up this year? Yes, you can yes. get involved in all of those. <laughs> You know, we try to post as many volunteer opportunities and fundraising opportunities as we can. Yeah. We just did the backpack and mentoring challenge and we were able to sponsor like 275 kids wow. that got backpacks and one day of mentoring. That's amazing. Half of that was from the company, our employees. So that's one way. The volunteer opportunities just to sign up for one. There's always a volunteer opportunity at Kids Meals or at the Houston Food Bank. Yeah. We've done several with Habitat for Humanity in Northwest Houston. Talk about rewarding is to help build a house that somebody's going to be living in. That's right. And the last one that they did, they actually wrote inspirational messages on the beams, which was really cool. So those are all the different ways that you can get involved. So the answer to that question is yes, in all of those ways, <laughs> you can be involved. Anybody can. So the things that are coming up in the year, we're going to do a fundraiser for, I think, Toys for Tots. And we're going to do a fundraiser for, and not necessarily funds, not like you have to send money, but more of sending products, you know, go to an Amazon wish list and buy something. Or you can always, if you buy on Amazon all the time, you can set up Amazon Smiles and choose a nonprofit that you want to choose. And they donate a, a portion of that sale to that nonprofit. And anybody can do that. We all shop on Amazon anymore. So you can contribute that way. What's and your favorite nonprofit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really difficult question. <laughs> I have to say they're all my favorite, but the Team Rubicon. Team Rubicon? <laughs> They, so you know, cool. the um, shameless plug. There you go. <laughs> the veterans are my passion. They always have been. No, I never served, but those people that did, some paid the ultimate sacrifice, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. ultimate price. And my little contribution, how can that thank them enough? Right. You know, there's veterans in my whole family my sister, my brother in law, my dad, I'm sure my grandpa was. It's there. Yeah. And that's where my passion is. So I'm going to have to say Team Rubicon kind of flows across all of our pillars. Yeah. And that being disaster recovery, children and veterans. And they kind of check all the boxes. So yeah. Team Rubicon is probably the top. Wishing they had more smaller volunteer opportunities for us. But they're always there when a disaster happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, you don't want the volunteer opportunity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're there when it happens. And, you know, we come in afterwards, you know, and they're not charging those people that they help. Mm -hmm. So they're probably a top number one. And then the veteran sponsored organizations, Travis Mannion, Combined Arms. Yeah. 
they're all my favorite. So I can't <laughs> pick one. So I have great things to say about all of them. Yeah, my parents definitely, when they found out what Team Rubicon did, both my parents are veterans, and they thought it was super cool that they were doing this here at Amherst. They're like, wow, I didn't know that's what it was. And, you know, it's so cool that they're doing that. It's great to work for a company that you don't just clock in, clock out, send your emails, file your documents. There's more to it. It actively seeking a spot in the community to help people in need and actively get the people within the company to help. It's just great. That is exactly right. Yeah. Now, that being said, ladies, question kind of goes to both of y'all. How do both of your councils help promote a culture of integrity under the Amherst umbrella? There's been so much that we've talked about that is inclusive of all of that. How would you guys say it kind of encompasses or incorporates integrity? I got to back up for a second and just say it was wise of y'all and interesting that you had Liz and I here together Mm. today because our councils do represent the same things. We tackle it a slightly different way, but there's certainly an overlap. And that overlap really is compassion for people of all walks of life, authenticity in how you show up, not only to be yourself, but to be authentic and real with others and hope that they have the courage to do that back with you. That is where true connection and growth happens. And finally, honesty, just having the courage to be honest with yourself, honest with others, honest in your intentions when you're helping other people, just being willing to listen and willing to share who you are and what you believe in. Yeah, I like that. Very much so. You know, I had to think about this one for a while, but I think that the way that the council and the program promote integrity is transparency. You know, everybody wants to know, well, I'm giving you my money. How are you spending it? And as a council, it's out there. We want to be transparent in how we spend our money and how we do our volunteer opportunities. And virtually everything that Lisa said, the authenticity and the compassion kind of sums it all up. Yeah. Being intentional with your integrity kind of has to go hand in hand, right? Absolutely. You can't have integrity without genuinely it coming from the heart. You got to be intentional with everything you say, with everything you do, with everybody you meet. So I think that's beautiful. And by the way, that's hard. That's very hard. It's hard. And sometimes it means you're kind of out there on a limb waiting for other people to join you. Sometimes it's saying things that nobody else would say. Sometimes giving time or money, in Liz's case, when you maybe don't have it all together. But I know that the reward always comes on the back end, that if you do step out a little bit out of your comfort zone and stay open and curious, just magical, miraculous things happen. Indeed. Yep. Indeed. This is the doing this council is totally outside of my comfort zone. That's that is so true that being in the limelight and, yeah. and stuff like that is not like me. you said, we're called kind of I'm just kind of in the background. Just, you know, let me underwrite. Let me. You know. <laughs> but this was out of my comfort zone and it is 100 percent rewarding. Definitely. I think it shows a lot with you two ladies. I've known both of you. Since I was a young kid, I've <laughs> that known is both true. of you guys. And uh, you guys have been... I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see it all stages. <laughs> way before he came to work here. Yeah, yeah way before. Oh, yeah. And you guys have been the same genuine since I've known you guys from the start, so... Is there, like, a way that, like, just, like, people within the company can get involved with DEI? Like, yeah, so the way to get involved with DEI... 
There will be council opportunities coming up for 2023. We've had the council running for about two years now, so we may have some turnover. So there will be opportunity to step into leadership there. Secondly, take independent leadership yeah. on your teams to reach out. And I've seen you gentlemen do this <laughs> in the Houston office that just organically you've been reaching out to other people. So that's important. I am always looking for new material and perspectives and information. So the newsletters that we send out go out every single month. I'd love to also create spotlight stories on employees. So anybody that's willing to share a little bit about their background and their experiences, or if you have information that you've learned Mm -hmm. outside of Amherst that you want to share, send it to me. I'm happy to promote your knowledge to the company. Well, Liz, Lisa, thank you very much for your time today, for coming in and joining us and just giving us your guys' knowledge and your guys' take on what you do here at Amherst and how all this is incorporated with inclusion. So thank you very much for coming out. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to the Amherst Podcast. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Submit any questions you guys may have to podcast at Amherst.com, any suggestions, and be sure to get y'all some of that Amherst Podcast merch. Thanks again.